Welcome to the Business Information Buffet Podcast, also known as the Bib Podcast, where everybody eats, powered by the College of Southern Nevada. Each week, we'll be featuring business owners and entrepreneurs that will provide their personal recipes for business, powerful conversations, and knowledge of the business world. We amplify the stories of various backgrounds, cultures, and expertise. Our self-identity is as diverse as our social community. We cultivate a community of like-minded individuals that share their different perspectives, broadening our worldview. Are you ready? This is the Bib Podcast, where everybody eats. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Welcome back to the Business Information Buffet Podcast, also known as the Bib Podcast, where everybody eats under the operation of the College of Southern Nevada here at the North Las Vegas campus for another phenomenal episode. I'm your host, Sean Torrey, with our DJ, DJ Icebreak. DJ Icebreak. My guy, what's up with the tunes, good brother? Everything is good. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we needed to hear right there. So our topic of the day is called investing in yourself is investing in your home with a special guest. Now, ladies, gentlemen, and they today's guest is the true definition. And I'm being wholeheartedly honest. The true definition of a of a philanthropist, a gentleman who truly loves his community and an overall genuine soul. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Truly. So at 15 years old, our guest was certified as as an adult and sentenced to serve 10 years at the Nevada Department of Corrections. Today, he serves as president of the Las Vegas Homes Incorporated, a real estate development and investment firm and CEO of Housing Assistance Corp., a nonprofit entity providing jobs and housing to the less fortunate of our community. Our guest is also the youngest member of the Community Development Advisory Committee. You see, I didn't even tell you this man's name yet, bucko, okay? That this gentleman is the College of Southern Nevada alum. He did attend, so shout out to him. Come on on now. He fluently speaks multiple languages and is regularly engaged in entrepreneurship and has been featured on the Kelly Clarkson Show and Fox News. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, gentlemen, and they, without further ado, the real estate guru, the community man with the plan, the future of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, Dante Scott, what's up, baby? What's up, sir? What's up, sir? What's going on with you, bro? Man, thank you for coming out today. I appreciate the invite. Thank man, you. So, man, outside of the bio, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell the people what they need to know. Um, I think it, you know, pretty much speaks for itself. I think um, I started off in real estate. Right. That's, you know, definitely uh, where my passion is at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has led to, you know, our uh, community engagement work, you know, really turning our for-profit into a non-profit and figuring out how we can, you know, help the community benefit from our efforts. And then taking it into the medical field, you know, as far as, you know, owning a mental health facility, yes, um, medical lien servicing company. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. You know, opening up a compounded pharmacy. So, like, Come on now. You know, we working. Working. We working. Yeah, we working. So, so you you have those businesses here and in another state, correct? Uh, yeah, in another state, yeah. Uh-huh. What's, what's the other, in uh, Arizona? So I'm in Arizona, yeah. And then we just yeah moved to Cleveland, uh, Ohio also. So. Come on. Give a round of applause to this king right here. Because you, you, you've... I know that you went to Valley High School mm-hmm. and all the sort, and then you you were incarcerated as an adult at 15 years old. Ten years later, 
do you ever sit back and just look at yourself and be like, man, I'm blessed and like, how do you like how? Because I know you work with a lot of youth too. So absolutely, how does that impact feel, and how does does it weigh on you sometimes? Um, it's still surreal to me. Mm. Like I think, that, like, and I'm I'm truly happy. Mm. You know, um, not saying I'm not supposed to be here, right? But like, um, like I can close my eyes and pitch myself in prison like that. Mm. And so for me, it's always them pinching moments. Like, man, how I get here? And they really didn't let me through these doors. <laughs> these people really taking me serious. <laughs> like, and so I get those moments all the time. And, um, you know, so that's what keeps me going. You know, that definitely keeps me going. So is there, man, because you went from that to now you're hiring doctors. And I'm taking a bit of that quote because <laughs> you, you were on my other show, The Unconquerable, yeah. which I thank you for being on that show. And now you came to this one. Um, how does that feel to to come from that, being between from pole to pole uh-huh. to now hiring doctors for your businesses. And I want to know, I, I want you to know, I got a little backslash, uh, backslash from that too. Like people are like, you can't be talking. I'm like, listen, that wasn't it. They did? That, yeah, uh-huh. but it's okay. People are like subject to their opinion. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want you to take it out of context. What I'm saying is that, um, you know, coming from where I'm from, you know, like a lot of titles, especially in like specialization fields, mm-hmm. right? So doctors and lawyers and, um, you know, we put them on a pedestal and not saying we shouldn't. No, you're right. Right. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but we put them on a pedestal as humans. We have natural propensity of doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. We use titles and we put these people on pedestals. And so for me, it was just like humanizing everyone and saying like, listen, no matter where I come from, Mm -hmm. right, I can still be your boss. Come on. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) That's still be, you know, and so um, one of my, my clinical director, she has a doctor degree, doctor. She's dope. Right. Dope, dope. One of the smartest ladies I ever met in the world. And just the dynamic of our relationship with me, you know, doing all these times incarcerated, you know, being in, in the penitentiary and her, you know, having multiple degrees, but still her being on my payroll. We laugh and we joke about it. Right, right, right. right. You know, it's a joking matter. But I think it's it's a dope experience. And what it also shows is that, like, anything is possible. Right. You know, if you put it in the work, you know, anything is definitely possible. So I, I love the dynamic. I, you know, um, I don't let it get to my head. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very humbled by it. I'm, I'm blessed, you know, to be in the position that I'm in. I think because me knowing you, I didn't think of no way of it. Uh, yeah. But I, I can see how some folks do because it's like, well, I worked hard for this. And I, so did Dante. Yeah, <laughs> so I, that's that's why I, that's how I looked at absolutely. it. But it was a very it's a very humbling thing because people do get very classist, very um, like title driven because they've been able to get in the get in these positions, which is rightfully deserved. Absolutely. I salute you. But don't get inside yourself. And I think a lot of people do that from time to time. Like. I kid you not, you can ask Sarah or anyone that works with me here at the College of Southern Nevada. I say hello and I salute and I give the same respect to everybody from from the IT department to my folks who work in the facilities because you everyone has an important role. And what I don't like is how people try to dehumanize people because you make a certain salary cap or whatever the case may be. Because if if someone is not sitting here cleaning out the union or they're not cleaning out this, who's going to do it? You're going to sit because I get tired of doing it at home. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? You have to have like that Confucius philosophy. Right. right? That, you know, every (laughs) talk, talk, come on. Like seriously, though, like every position matters. And we all like together collectively, right? In harmony, does it make you know? Does it make sense, right? Yeah. And so I think of that like no one gets degraded, no one get put on any. You know, we're all on the same playing field now. Don't I don't uh, separate that from like positions and roles. Mm. You know, like that's a total difference. Mm. But as far as like our worth, mm. you know, definitely there. Now the positions and roles and like that's a whole nother conversation. And then we're gonna respect that. You know, so 
Um, See, I like that. I like how you position. So you said the difference between the roles and positions. Absolutely. But I th- and I think people get those two coincide because that's where the dehumanizing comes Absolutely. because of, of the status of right? the status. Yeah. See, I like how because a little that right there, I could tell that's a part of your little magic right there. That's a little bit of your. That's a little <laughs> bit of that sauce. Recipe. Come, listen, now, oh, we ain't even got to the sauce yet, but that's your recipe yeah. right there. So let's let's actually get down to how you started real estate, like got into real estate, and then now you have two companies. You have the nonprofit, uh-huh. and then you have the, the the actual business where you do real estate. So can you? Can you think of a time of when you planned something when it came to the business and it didn't go accordingly? Like, how did you make it work? What, in, as far as in real estate? Yeah, in real estate, and then we'll go to the house corp. So it's going to be yeah. a two-question fold. Okay, something that I planned and it didn't necessarily work. Yeah. So I took a major loss. I think this was like in 2018. Mm. Because naturally, as an entrepreneur, right, you go out there with your, you know, your hands up. And what well, we don't pay attention to, we always are going on an attack instead of the defense, mm-hmm. meaning that. And in every position, right, You, you if in boxing, right, in karate, they teach you how to guard yourself. Defense they, first. Defense first. Defense always but first. But as an entrepreneur, you want to go out scrapping. You mm-hmm. want to go out swinging. Right. And what happens is that it, it leaves you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I felt like um, in 2018, I, I took on a project. It was like a burnout, so it was like a total buildup. Mm. And uh, you know, I've been watching all these shows, and it's like for me, I wanted to prove myself. Like I could do this. I can. I didn't do the proper research though, uh, and I so I built this whole house up, beautiful, immaculate house, right. and realized that a final permit had never been pulled on the fire damage, so everything was illegal. Oh, dang! Bro, oh, my heart dropped. <laughs> Listen. Oh wait. <laughs> so you you invested how much? Like so, I had like about you know of, of like far as cash into the fix up, maybe like forty some thousand dollars into this project. Oh, hold on. Right. Oh lord. Okay, keep going. Right, and so um, when the city came to me and they were on me, you okay, know, they were on me about it. They were like, yeah, everything got to get torn down. You got to take this back to the studs. You know, but you know, make a long story short. Um, like that, that was a very humbling moment. And mm-hmm. like, I couldn't, I think I went through that maybe about seven, eight months. Like oh, that was the man. most depressing time of my life. I felt like a failure. Right. At the time, that was the first time my business partner, uh, Chris, right. had invested into a project with me, mm-hmm. right? And so now I didn't convince my homeboy from the streets that real estate is safe and this is where it's at and we need to change our, you know, our, you know, our how life. How we move. Yeah, how yeah, we yeah. move. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't got his money stuck in this too. So I'm dealing with all type of issues right. at the time, you know, and um, luckily I climbed up out of it. Um, what ended up happening is that I met, um, so I reached out to a lot of individuals. I ended up meeting a contractor, right. uh, older gentleman uh, by the name of Mr. Hicks. Mr. Uh, Hicks. Yeah, Mr. Hicks. I know Mr. Hicks. Uh, Mr. Hicks, uh, he didn't miss, I'm, I'll forever be in debt of his service. You Man, know? Round of applause for Mr. Hicks, man. I tell Mr. Hicks this all the time because um, it's just so crazy how we don't value relationships oh. and, like, you know, we don't put value on it. And right. with him in particular, um, I tell him I might have lost, like, forty, fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. $50,000, but I would have paid, like, 10 times that a month for that relationship. That's true. For that mentorship, mm. right? I made so much more. I've grown and learned and taught and contributed so much more from that relationship. Right. And so uh, it was the best $50,000 I ever lost, you know? Man, come on. So I always, we always go to quote Cole, J. Cole, there's beauty in the struggle. Yeah. There is beauty in the struggle. And uh, sometimes I think when we're going through hardships like that, it's hard for us to see it. I know I do. Like, 
there was a period of time where I was struggling and it just frustrated me. So as an entrepreneur and personally, so I salute you, man. Absolutely. You deserve all I the claps for that. that. Absolutely. So you, that's how, like, that struggle there from the real estate side. Now, housing corp, housing assistance corp. Uh-huh. Salute to you. Salute to Keem. Salute to the whole team. Um, I love y'all dudes, man. Y'all, y'all definitely out here for the city representing. I appreciate that. Uh, as, yeah, as, a young, you. as a young cat who watches, I, I'm sitting here observing. I'm like a sponge. I'm just like, that's the impact I'm trying to make. Yeah. So, like, talk about those times. Like, what, what, what has, how did you guys from a time when you guys plant that and didn't go according to plan? I know there's been times where you had to change things because, like, a different day or something mm-hmm. like that. So, talk about those. We've had a, a, a few of those. I think our... Uh, to me, what stands out the most is with the H Street project, is which right. how we started uh, Beautify the Block. Yeah, before, the before block. it was Beautify the Block, I don't know if you remember, we had uh, well uh, worked on one of our elders. Uh, I remember house. that. He was blind, going yeah, blind. I remember uh, that. Elder vet. And so that situation was pretty organic because I was actually going there to buy his house as an investor. Right. And then when I walked into the situation and kind of seen what was going on, I, I just couldn't take advantage of my own. Right. And so I needed to figure out a way. I went to my boys, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, listen, we need to figure out a way, you know, to help this situation. Right. You know, and so we were trying to figure out, it's going to cost money, so we was trying to kind of figure out a, a strategic way of doing it that wouldn't cost us a lot of money but can bring awareness to what's happening to our elders, mm-hmm. right, and how they're being took advantage of, you know, especially when it comes to, like, you know, predatory investors and everything. So, you know, we that was out of our own pocket. Right, we didn't have anybody like what? Yeah, yeah. Even because I saw y'all collaborate with with Clark County. Is it the Clark County? Yeah, it was with Clark County. Uh-huh. So how did? No, that was no? just no, no. Oh. That was our own money. We just Bro. you know we wanted attention there. You know we wanted to bring awareness there, but that was out of our own pockets. Man, come on. Yeah. yeah. And so what that's, was that's going? I know it has, but it's going to come back twenty times fold. It already has. It already has so many. On, like man. it's already had a ripple effect. And so, but what ended up happening in that situation, so we had the whole community out there. Of course, we were, remember, you know, we were doing different phases, yeah. right? We were doing different phases and we were winging it. And like maybe a little, like 60% into, into the project, um, an investor and the owner decide that they want to sell the house. What? Yeah. And so we like, we didn't think about that. We didn't think about having them sign documents. And so we like, bro, we just, our blood, sweat, and tears. We didn't have the whole community out here putting their resources and their energy and everything else to and like, it, to help you save your home. And you mean to tell me we finna fix it up for you to sell, sell it? Sell it? Oh, man. That's <laughs> the okie doke. Man. Oh. So it ruined relationships. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I knew the other guys. I will say though, and I don't mean to cut you yeah. off there, but. The fact you did it, that's why I said what I said at the yeah. beginning of your introduction because I remember I came out one of those uh-huh. days. I brought the girls out, and you did it from a genuine heart, though. Yeah. So when folks watch this episode, they're going to know it's from a genuine yeah, heart. Yeah. So, But proceed, proceed, because I, I want to hear, hear the rest of this, please. <laughs> yeah, so when, when of course, I tried to do everything I can to convince them, mm. you know, and we were getting, um, you know, there was a lot of attention on it. You know, we had that. news coverage and yeah. everything. And so it was just so embarrassing. It, my biggest thing was just our reputation. Like, I don't want the community for one second to think that I used them yeah. to, to make to, for this man to make a profit or for anyone to make a profit. Right. And so we stressed about that. Like, that was a, you know, and it made us go back to the drawing. And that's why we cut that hole. We never finished it. 
We stopped. I saw it. that. Yeah, I remember y'all stopped. We never finished it. the project, and nobody ever knew why. And we didn't want to kind of like dare, you know, like air dirty laundry and everything, put people business out there. But that was the truth of, it. and it was um, something that we had to understand is that you know just contracts and it it it, it, it protects you even in a nonprofit. You think it's like a, a feel good moment, right. which it should be, but it's still a business. It's still a business. You're right. You know, and you have to understand that. And then there's just certain principles to business, and that paperwork is like the most imperative thing. And we should have been able to protect ourselves. And we didn't. But but I, I think that's the lesson, though, because it actually goes into the, the next question I have for you, which was because uh, you I know you guys were winging it at first. I know I, I came out. Curtis came out because yeah. I know he does not landscaping. Yeah. And because the question I had was, what are some things you've experienced that could have worked in theory but did not? Go that way in practice. Okay. Would you say? Would you say that's something that goes into that? Absolutely, because I think you know communism sound good in theory. You know, yes, <laughs> like you know, like it honestly, does. right? So it's the practical. You know, it's the you know the practice of it. I think in our head, it's perfect, mm. right? So when we do beautify the block. Man, it's a it's a vibe, you know. It is, you know, everybody out there, everybody out there. So we we have this picture moment of like just the community coming together and like loving on each other, mm -hmm. you know, and appreciating each other, and like you know the workers doing what they're supposed to do, and like you know, and like the house coming and and it's a finished product, but it doesn't happen like that all the time. That's true. You know, people come late. Yeah, <laughs> people don't come at all. You know, there's arguing. Our you know our subcontractors not doing what they're supposed to do. The owners are a little bit you know they're undecisive with how they actually want their house and so there's so many different elements that we have to balance out and so really creating a system mm -hmm. has been like the thing that we've been working on now is like hey we have to have a system to this you know we just can't go out and say look we're gonna throw a block party and fix up somebody's house there needs to be like step one step, step two, two step you know yeah, and yeah. so but I think I think because you're doing something that's innovative, I haven't seen it done before. Many of us haven't. So the thought of going to someone's home and it's a nonprofit to go renovate your home, I'm sure now you're figuring out the contract, you're figuring out the structure. But once you once you do this, you're setting up a blueprint for someone else to do it better. Absolutely. And I think that's how that's why we're supposed to do things the way we're supposed to. We learn it, we figure it out so that the next generation takes over. And sometimes generations have an issue with that because it's still trying to hold on and it's like not pass the baton like there's a reason why you need to pass it to the younger generation and why we have that generational gap which is a convo that we talk about inside the the men's room uh -huh. so when you come it's not gonna yeah. be in this upcoming one but that is a conversation we've had i love that i like how you said that like we're supposed to do it so the generation after us can do it better yes like that mindset right there, that's gold. I'm going to take that. I'm still in that. Uh, no, no, no. Take it. Take it. Because <laughs> I tell take it. <laughs> I tell a lot of the OGs, like, you still trying to fit that varsity jacket. You, it don't fit. It don't fit no more, dog. About 100 pounds you heavier. Are, you are not a medium. <laughs> we are in an XL and double XL. It is okay. We grow man and size. Like this. Listen, don't fit. Your arms won't go down. Listen. And so I, I love that. But mm -hmm. you're, you're 100% correct. But, like, that's that's how, honestly, that's how I move. That's my magic, right? That's my, that's our, that's what I go in intent to make sure. I expect my kids and any of the kids, like my guy kids, his son, uh, Sarah's daughter, I expect all of our kids and the next generation to be better than me. Absolutely. I have no, when it's time, Tupac wasn't lying when he said at the age of 30, we we tired. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm 31 and I'm tired, bucko. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still going we still going but it's like I'm looking at the young cats now they looking up they really want someone to guide help just get mentor them that's why I'm in mentorship because yeah. I expect them to be better and if they don't they gotta add their own flavor to it because our reality will not be the same as theirs yeah. 
they're experiencing it now. The, we've never experienced pandemic when we was in high school, middle school. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know yeah. what that feels like. But now, back in the day, we went to Cheyenne. We went to Canyon Springs. We went to all the schools that are historically are like issue. Right now in CCSD, everyone is going through it. Everybody. And then not only that, these kids don't have the tools to be able to be like, hey, I'm going to be a real estate agent or I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to give back. That's something we need to give to these kids. Absolutely. That's, that's where my, my heart comes from. I, I, I second you on that. I think, and we were talking about it earlier, we just did. that exposure. And mm-hmm. I feel like even with the events that we have done, whether it was Beautify the Block, I remember when we did, um, it was pretty dope when we did um, the vision board party. I remember, I, saw, I remember that. Right. I didn't get a chance to go, but I remember, I heard how dope it was. It was dope, but I'm going to tell you why it was dope. Like, you know, the picture of it had a vision board party, but it was dope because I probably had like, like five homeboys, including my baby brother, that was just fresh out of prison. All right, my little brother did like 10, like 10 and a half years. But he was like really putting his vision board together. Mm-hmm. And so you had ex-felons, you had politicians, you had community leaders. You know, you had everyone in the same environment with a common goal. So for me, I took a step back and I'm like, this is what it's about. Come on. Like, Come on, bro. Like, it was like the essence of an acorn, right? And I'm like, man, this is what it's about. So for me, that was like, I get those moments, you mm. know? And I think that's what we try to create in every event where we all come together. And again, we rip those titles away and we just love each other authentically, right? Mm. Just for, you know, for us, right? right you know, right, right, so, right. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. But that's part of your recipe, dog. Like that's, that's. That is truly a part of your recipe. Like, you adding in to make that secret sauce. We're going to get to the sauce part in a minute. But, you know, uh, you ready for the first segment that I got to I gotta do this to you? All right, let's you, go. You ready? you ready for it? Uh-huh. I got to put you in that hot seat, good sir. I'm, so, I'm sorry I got to do it to you, but I got to put you in the hot seat. So, in this segment, we provide in-depth questions to learn more about you as a guest. But it's rapid. It's quick questions. You can explain a little bit, go a little further. But they're quick questions, and then I'll probably ask why, all right? So, first question, flipping homes or renting out homes to people? Flipping. Why flipping? Oh, man, being uh, being a landlord is horrible. (laughs) I didn't get it. I didn't get it when I was a kid. We were growing up, you know, and we hated our landlords. Look, kids, you know, they they grow up hating the landlord. Um, Being a landlord was was horrible, especially what, what I had to experience during COVID. And, you know, going through, you know, like 17 months without being paid on with like five of my tenants and like not. And it was OK, but I had it was like with no recourse, you mm. know. And so uh, definitely flipping. I can get in, I can get out and it's less emotional. Mm. Yeah. OK, yeah. good point. So this next question, buy a home in Centennial, Summerlin, North Las Vegas, Westside or Henderson? Westside. Ooh, ooh, Absolutely. Ooh. You got to tell me why, why the Westside? Why the Westside? Um, no, no, you know, at least my office is on the six. west side. Let's go. I'm going to say that first. Like, I'm, I'm, I had an office in Summerlin. I okay. moved strategically, moved my office to the west side. Come right? on, now. I'm, I'm on the west side. Right? Hey, 916. Uh, you know what we do. Um, our biggest thing is that um, we have to maintain, protect, and develop the black community. Mm. Come on. Come on now. To me, um, and I'm going to stretch it just a little bit no, because do, do, do I, I, I feel wholeheartedly about it because I get people about it all the time. And it's like real alert. This is going to probably be for the real. Let's right. hear it. Uh, it reminds me of a time like during like, um, 
you know, during slavery when our ancestors were escaping, right? Mm-hmm. And you remember they would have to go to, like, different towns and they would have to go to different states, but they wouldn't really know how to navigate. There. True. So they would have to have hiding spots, right? They would have, like, little, you know, like, on, almost like their version of, like, the Underground Railroad. They would yeah. have, hey, listen, this is how you get through Mississippi. This ain't like, you know, Tennessee. Hey, this is how you get through here. It's not like, I feel like we always need a hub so that when black people come to Las Vegas, that they are fed properly, right? That they are housed properly, mm. and that they are educated how to navigate while they're in our city. Come on now. Right? Mm. And so um, if we don't do our best mm. to, again, restore, protect, and develop, you know, right. our community, like the moment they take that away, they take the cloth of our identity away. It's in our community. It is, man. Like, our DNA is in our community, you know? Right. And so uh, that's been, like, my sole mission. Um, like, I get emotional about it. Like, no, no, this, this, real, this, like, this, is, this, this is needed because I, I think people us, need to hear this. Stuff. They, they talk us it. out of it. they like, oh, it's dangerous over there. And I'm like, when have we been afraid of our own oh, people? people. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from, the notion of being afraid of our own people? Right. Uh, and that's something... That's been tainted on ourselves. And not only that, it's been played on us. We bought into it. And now we continue the cycle. It's a continued perpetuated cycle that we put on ourselves too. Absolutely. It was a vision given. And, and it all started with Birth of a Nation. If the, the original Birth the original of a Nation. The original Birth of a Nation. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And I saw you know, you go to Chinatown, you look at Chinatown. This is a thing that and I and I I love their example because when you go there, everyone is welcome, mm-hmm. right? You Everyone's go there, welcome. Eat, right? But you, you're not gonna see a, a white or a black waitress there, not at all. And any of them restaurants, right? Nope, right? You you know they're so for their their culture that the menu will be written in their language, yep. <laughs> you know signs will be written in their language, yep, right? And their community is thriving, mm-hmm. right? So what is so wrong? us having something that's ours mm-hmm. and if you want to come here and enjoy you want to go to grits come to grits come to grits right you know but we're gonna have our own here yep. and we won't get it misconstrued that we are for we are for us yeah there's nothing wrong with being for us you know i agree and and that doesn't mean that we're against anyone else mm. say that again for the people in the back yeah, in the back left corner in the pew that they don't want to be there they yeah. right by the exit door i need you to hear that yes. please so definitely my mission has been you know of course we've been buying land on the west side you yeah. know i own houses on the west side yep. and i um we try to build them in a way that people could take pride into their home mm-hmm. you know and i think that's just the biggest thing i think if you could make a house you know and you could change just the structure of it and you know make it up you know, people could take pride into it again. And that's the broken window theory, yeah. you know, and that's why it's been left dilapidated like that. And I think if we do more as investors, as real estate agents, as homeowners, where we come together collectively and say, hey, listen, let's take this house. Let's fix it up. Let's make sure that we put it right back into our hands, you know, so our kids, kids can grow up in it. I think like it's it's bigger than just, you know, having a pretty home. It's I about, agree. You know, it's about, you know, saving our identity. I agree. Because yeah. like, bro, like. That, that man, another round of applause for you. I'm speechless. Because a part of me, and we it's crazy, we had this conversation um, this what, this past Thursday for the men's room. Mm-hmm. The question was, what is community? Because a lot of folks are like, well, it's in the north or it's in the south. I think the thing about it is we really need to understand what that means. Like, I'm born and raised west side, north side all day. I also started, me and my boy Nick, shout out to Nick Matthews, we started mentoring kids on the east side that get missed. What I think us as the up-and-coming generation, 
we need to do better in connecting the dots within each, I would say, borough of Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. To understand whatever this this may the west side north las vegas may be the hub or whatever but you're a part of it too yeah, absolutely and don't don't we ain't forgot about you over in the east on the east side now kids over at blue diamond yeah. we have kids all over the city that don't get the attention they need and i think that's a challenge um i'm gonna put on myself and uh, amongst us because we are up and coming weekly i know he talks to me he talks to you absolutely. all the time yeah so i'm gonna put us up for that challenge man let's get, i gotta get back but on the high let seat. me just but say yeah, real quick ahead. yeah go ahead brother go i'm ahead. born in the north though Right, women's hospital, right? Y'all, you know, like, I'm a Northtown baby, same, right? Same. <laughs> so don't get it like, <laughs> I'm a Northtown baby, but yeah. that is the black community. That is, agree. Right? And so we have to do more of reaching out, but bringing them back, back. in. I agree. You know, and I so, agree because because uh, trust me, what I don't live far from. I live right an exit away. I'm yeah, still in the north. Absolutely. So <laughs> best believe. Yeah. But all right, so man, because that was a good question. I, I'm glad I asked that question. That's a good one. All right, so this next question: single story or two story? Single story. Why? Oh, why single? Um, I I think you get more out of the home. I agree. Know? I agree. Yeah, you get more out of the home. I do yeah. agree. Okay, mm-hmm. so town home or condo? Town home. Why town home? Um. Well, condo is you don't really own the real estate. You don't sell Ooh, like that's the thing people yeah. don't really understand. You know, you it's the airspace, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit difficult. I mean, if you don't, so la- real estate is land and anything permanently attached to it, Come right? And so the thing about condos, how they do it, they almost treat them like how like in New York, like co-ops and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. That's kind of like condos are treated. You like earn, you own. A, a percentage of the space, space. Yep. that don't even make sense yeah i need yeah and i so condos is cool you're a bachelor you want to live in a condo or stay in a condo but as far as purchasing townhome town yeah own your okay. real estate yeah all right this last one duplex or fourplex definitely fourplex more cash flow more cash flow <laughs> <laughs> most definitely so my brother you made it through the hot seat dog <laughs> come on it went see that's the first time the, the hot seat got intimate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That he was the nerve. The nerve. I'm like, oh, he got, he struck a chord yeah. <laughs> in a good way. So, man, you know, uh, thank you. Because as we transition from the hot seat, you don't got no give you that sauce now. Yeah, Because you get lost in the sauce. So, in this segment, it gives us more insight on our guests where we ask, what is your special ingredient for your business? You tell us why nobody can replicate what you do. So, my brother Dante. Tell us what makes Las Vegas Homes Incorporated and House Assistant Corp a business nobody can duplicate what you do. Um, I would speak more specifically on Housing Assistance Corp. Okay. Um, I think what makes us like so dope, or I guess our sauce is that we really in the streets. Mm. Like we really in the community. That is factual. <laughs> you know, like, that is factual. <laughs> we don't just come, you know, yeah. when it's good and it feels good and it's time. No, like we really, you'll see us. I agree. You know, like you riding on the west side, you're going to see us, you know. And so I think that's, um, that's something that separates us from our competitors and other nonprofits. Right. That we, you know, our boosters really on the ground. No, yeah, because I hit up Kim because I was like, bro, like I hit up Ryan Kim and I think you too because y'all were doing it on a Saturday when we was here, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, hopefully I can we can knock out these episodes and go because every other Saturday we record and I'll be like, man. <laughs> We trying to get over there, bro, but we trying to, we got to stick to a schedule. No, nah, we get it. But we appreciate the support, you know, and we all play in our position, you know, for the same definitely. for the same thing. So we get it. But the people going if, if for folks who watch, there's people who watch who probably haven't, they going to know who y'all are now I for sure. That, yeah. So what is the secret ingredient for y'all business? What's the secret ingredient? Um, honestly, with my uh, with us for us, it's our brotherhood. Mm. Man, that brotherhood. Man, it's so dope. Uh, 
I'm around, I'm blessed to be around brothers that like motivate me mm. and inspire me constantly. Mm. And I like, I didn't grow up with that. Man. And so with us, I respect like, I, and I, I was telling someone about this, our respect and our love for each other is so dope and it's so genuine that like, if we all have our positions, right? Right. And a lot of times I'm the CEO, right? And for example, you know, Chris is our CFO, mm-hmm. right? he handles all the finances. And it'd be something that like I want to do, mm-hmm. right? Or a decision that I want to make, but that's not my position. Like he has final word on that. Yeah. I love how we humble ourselves as men's to allow my like our, our, our like our partner to like take a like um, a dominant role in his position. Mm-hmm. And so like, and that's kind of hard for men to do. Like that sometimes, is true. like there's been situations where I know I'm right, mm-hmm. but. I would rather humble myself and not be right, you know, just to allow my man. I don't never want him to feel insecure about his position, mm. you know. And oh so, my. like, that's if that makes sense, no, that completely yeah. does. It's it's you respecting. That's the difference between role and position. Absolutely, that's your boy. But you have to remember as CEO to play your position. I gotta play my position, and you gotta humble yourself because at the end of the day, there's a reason why there's uh, our contracts, our amendments, our agreements, mm-hmm. our operating agreements. There's a reason why we have those things because at the end of the day, um, like Sarah, Curtis, myself, I play. We play our part. Eric too. Shout out to Eric. We all play our parts when it comes to the big podcast. Yeah. I make sure I do this part. Sarah makes sure, like she's on me. <laughs> she be on me and Curtis. I'll be like, all right, let's get our stuff together. Like, like but we play our position because not only that, this this woman's going to bat and making sure we're on point. So salute to Sarah. Salute to Curtis and Eric. Salute to y'all. So yeah, that brotherhood is definitely um, that's just something that I think is our secret sauce. And the fact Come that on. like we are, if you pay attention, like, like our team was handpicked. Mm. And so like, um, you know, you got Akeem that does, like, the marketing and community engagement, yeah. right? But we knew he was, like, one of the hottest promoters out here. Yeah. You know, th- let me not say one, the he, hottest promoter out here. Get, give, him, get that man, give, his, give that man his flowers. Yeah, man, you can't take that away from Akeem. Get that man his flowers. Hottest, the, you know, the hottest promoter out here. Um, you know, you had Chris, which is, he's just a, a brilliant businessman. Right. He doesn't talk a lot, so a he lot don't. of people don't know about beer. He don't. Right? <laughs> and if you know, <laughs> he don't speak a lot, but he's a brilliant businessman. And then, you know, you had Will, who who, uh, was like our political liaison, right, right? Right, and so because you need that, people don't know about political access and yeah. how important it is, yeah. right? And so you know, just us, these personalities, and our own special, you know, um, or, you know, own, um, you know, our own little individual sauce that we brought to the table. I think make us, you know, like uh, like a super sauce, as you say. Yeah. No, see, because yeah. you y'all threw that recipe yeah. and that thing that made that sauce. You know what I'm saying? And y'all got lost in the sauce, and you got the city with y'all lost in it. Come on now. So thank man, thank you for coming in for that segment. Thank I you, man. It. This been a powerful episode, dog. I like see this. This is why I love doing what I do, man. Because now this is what we got to do to you as we transition. We got to go into our last segment, and our last segment is the happy hour, ladies and gentlemen. And before we give that toast, I got something for you. On behalf of the Business Information Buffet Podcast, also known as the Bit Podcast, where everybody eats, this is for you, my brother Dante. Brother, no problem at all. So, as you know, because in this segment, this is where the host and the guests we take a toast to success. So, this is where we ask, "What's going on, great with your business, big or small?" So, my brother Dante, tell us what is something that's going on great for your business that's worth celebrating. Um. Which which business is we talking either, about? Either one. Either one? Either one. Um, with Las 
Vegas Homes Inc. right now, you know, we're getting into like new builds, construction, development. Come on, man. So, uh, Come on, you know, we own land on the west side already, so now we're finna start breaking, you know, getting into actually starting to develop the west side. And okay, like, perfect. We can, now we can paint that picture. Perfect. You know, what we want our community to look like. So I think that's dope. See, come yeah. on, man. Come on, man. Salute to this man. He gonna beautify all the blocks. <laughs> so as we go ahead, lift up our glass to you. Don't forget to tap that table as respects. Uh, we want to go ahead and toast you, Dante, the team, Akeem, Will, all you guys, man. I have high respects for y'all. Nothing but with success. Many more blessings to come. Toast to you, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, he drink, drink. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. But Sarah, thank you for that one. She got that cranberry joint. So, that man, Dante, I cannot thank you enough again. This was a great episode. Please drop all your handles, your social medias, plug us to where we can find you. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So, on Instagram, it's DT underscore entrepreneur. Okay. Um, I th- believe Facebook is just Dante, Dante Scott, Scott. Yeah, yeah. and I don't got a TikTok. I <laughs> 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 I need to create one. No I, th- I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's where you can reach me at, or um, at Dante at HousingAssistanceCorp.com is my email. Perfect. Yeah, we could be reached by there also. So, man, thank you so much again for coming on to the bib. It's been it's been a pleasure having you. This episode was great. So thank you so much. Many blessings to you. And we're gonna go ahead out, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Sean Tory of the Business Information Buffet Podcast, also known as the Bib Podcast, where everybody eats with our DJ DJ Icebreak. DJ Icebreak. And we're out, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.